This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory doing another episode. Let's, let's talk about the market cycles inside of a bear market sell-off, okay? So last week... I talked about the market cycles within a bull rally. This time it's going to be the market cycles within a bear market sell-off. But if you haven't listened to the podcast from last week, I definitely would take a listen to it. And it's the thing is, is that the market cycles within a bull rally versus a bear sell-off, they're not the same in terms of like you can just flip it over and it looks you know the same for the for the bear market. It's not. It's going to be completely different. There's a lot different dynamics. The market always likes to take the stairs up and the elevator down. And so when you have an actual sell-off, there's going to be a lot more panic. There's, it's going to be a lot more harder price action. It's going to be a lot more exasperating for the people to trade. There's a lot more emotions to it. Because I feel like the fear emotion is a lot stronger than that greed emotion. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Doing this podcast, this is going to be nuts. Because I, I'm in downtown area here where my office is at. I'm trying to do it. I got freaking motorcycles outside. They're rubbing their engines. I got a, a Puerto Rican protest on the other side of the building. I don't even know what they're talking about. They've they've got like they're they're holding their signs. It's like a four man protest, and they're holding signs that that are in Spanish. So I have even no idea what what they're protesting or if, if I would even want to support it because I don't speak Spanish. I would say probably like ten percent of the people, if if that, maybe probably like five percent. I don't know. I took four years of Spanish. I don't even know how to speak hardly a sentence of Spanish, okay, between high school and college. I just don't know it. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, it might help if it was translated or something because I don't think anybody's going to understand it. But in any case, you got that. You got a protest, you know, about something regarding Puerto Rico. I don't know. It's just it's just weird out there. I just went and grabbed myself a slice of pizza and came over here to do this, and it was uh, it was kind of weird. But let's get back to it, okay? Let's let's get back to the market cycles inside of a bear market sell-off. The first, okay? So what usually precedes these kind of major sell-offs is a slow trickle higher. You're having the market that's moving up. It just seems like it's going to move up forever. But it's not moving up in huge increments. It's like it's like one, two points. It's low volume. It's a lot like what we're seeing right now. The market's just like moving up in very small increments. The volume's extremely low. I mean, we're having some of the lowest volume we've seen in years right now. And that's that's pretty typical of what, what you see in the later stages of a rally because you're sitting at all-time highs. You can't find any new buyers. And so now all of a sudden, it's like, where are we going to find them at? You, you can't. And so eventually, it just runs out of buyers. It runs out of people that are willing to push the market to new all-time highs, and it comes crashing down on themselves. Now, you can stay in this range for months and months and months. So... We've been seeing this for like maybe like the past month or two. It, it could go on 
it could go on for the rest of the year. It could maybe only go on for a couple more weeks. I don't know. But you want to know that the conditions are setting up for an eventual sell-off. So you have that. You have this, the slow trickle higher on low volume. But then you have this notable price change to the downside. You start seeing the volume pick up a little bit. So when I say notable price change to the downside, you see in the in a bull market, you have sell-offs. But they don't tend to last long, and they don't tend to be that deep. They tend to be more like of a bull flag type pattern where the sell-off is shallow in nature, where the S&P 500 might go up 60 or 70 points over a course of a few days, and then it starts to have a pullback of maybe like 10 to 15 points over the over two or three days. That's not really anything to get nervous about. It's on low volume. The the, the depth of the price movement is is not that much. But when you start hitting a market top, you start seeing the depth, the, the price range to the downside. It's increasing. And like I said, the volume is picking up. But then you start to all of a sudden get these massive sell-offs to the downside. We're talking about on the Dow, like three, four, five hundred points. On the S&P, it's going to be 30, 40, or 50 points. It's notable. It's big. It's scary. And that's where you start seeing the above-average volume start to kick in. It's like, holy cow, Like what, what's this market doing? Something's changing here. But not everybody's that worried about it yet people are still thinking okay we were probably due for this uh, the market needed to cool off yeah we needed we needed to take some profits a little bit but there is something fundamentally changing underneath the surface there's some more fear there's more panics that are starting to kick in and on the days that where there is a market rally the market rallies on below average volume so it's still not gaining a lot of interest from people on the street that that are willing to pick up stocks on the discount but even more so the dips are not being bought intraday they're not just not. A lot of times in the bull market, you'll see these rallies. And then when we have the sell-offs, let's say we sell off 20 points. Then all of a sudden, by the end of the day, we're only down three points. But in a bear market, when that bear market starts to pick up, those dips are not getting picked up. They're not being bought. So the whole BTFD deal, yeah, they're, that crowd, they've gone to the Hamptons for the weekend. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So these dead cat bounces that happen along the way after this major sell-off, you get a dead cat bounce. A lot of people start getting excited and antsy. They're like, oh, this is the bottom, this is the bottom. They buy it. The market will rally for two or three days, maybe even a week. But but they're not making any improvement to the technicals of the picture. They're probably not, in most cases, even making a higher high. De- I mean, the, the sell-off that we saw back in October, November, and December, when we had a dead cat bounce in late October and and then again in November, it got right up to the point of where it almost made a higher high, but it didn't. It sold right back off. So it can't make the higher highs. And if it does, then it quickly you know sells off right thereafter. And then the dead cat bounces over and the extreme panic starts to set in, okay? You're getting new sell-off flows. You're starting to see, you're not just seeing like three or 400 points to the downside. You're starting to see six, seven, 800 points to the downside. You got people crapping their pants because it's happening on a regular basis. They're seeing over a year's worth of profits or a couple years worth of profits just disappear. 
Again, if you look back at quarter four of October, November, and December of last year, you had a huge sell-off there in 2018, that last quarter. You had tons and tons of, of selling that, that took the market, almost wiped out all of the 27 profits, 2017 profits from the Trump election. So you start having to worry a lot. People are panicking. The reason why I know is because all of a sudden the people have never taken an interest in what I do for a living, and that is the stock market. All of a sudden they're calling me for the first time. They're saying, hey, what, what do you think about the stock market? If I post a video on Facebook about what the stock market's going to do, it's going to get some of the highest uh, uh, views of, of the year. That's because the worry and the panic is selling, setting in, and people are like really wanting to know, what do I do? What do I do? Do I sell everything? Am I going to lose it all? And then what's even more interesting is during this time period, that the, prior to this point where, where the market's having this extreme sell-off, the utilities and the staples are usually always the safe haven where people are uh, flowing into the utilities and staples because they are your, your, your safe sectors. They are the ones where even if the market went to crap, people would still need water. People would still need power. They'd still be buying that stuff. Staples, people are still buying toilet paper. People are still needing you know TV dinners at, at the very least or ramen noodles. So those, those kinds of staple stocks, they're going to get bought. So those sectors tend to, to weather the storm pretty good. But in that last stage, they don't. They get slaughtered too because everybody's looking to sell everything. They just throw in the towel. Utilities aren't spared. The staples aren't spared. Real estate's not spared. Telecom's not spared. Those are your four sectors that tend to do pretty good in the early stages of a market sell-off. But they get, they, they get slaughtered. Now, when do I start to get interested in buying stocks? It's when this extreme panic is setting in. And I have an indicator that I use. It's called the T2108. It's through um, TC2000's uh, charting platform. You can go on my website on the on the front page and you can sign up for a free trial of it um, through their charting platform. But in any case, they they have this indicator that measures the percentage of stocks trading above their 40-day moving average. Like right now with the market at all-time highs, it, it has been between about you know 60 to 70%. Now, when the extreme panic hits in, you're seeing like readings of like three and four percent. You're seeing some really, really bad numbers. So when that thing gets below five percent, sometimes it might only be ten percent, but five percent's really like the, the 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 spot to aim for. That's when you want to start getting interested in buying stocks because the stocks really can't go any lower. Again, the sell-off from back in late December on December twenty-sixth, we were seeing a reading of like three percent of stocks are trading above their forty-day moving average. That is extremely, extremely uh, strong and usually leads to a big uh, market reversal from there. For me, I, I added some long-term investments to my portfolio at that time. Facebook, Apple, and they did, they've been doing phenomenal. I mean, they're up you know, over 40%, so I can't complain. But those are the stages. There's, those are stages. You have the slow, the slow trickle higher and then the notable price range to the downside expanding. Then you have major sell-offs. Then you get the, the, the bounces aren't necessarily happening like what we're used to seeing on an intraday basis. The dips aren't being bought. Then you have the dead cat bounce that maybe only lasts two or three days to a week, then followed by a new sell-off that breaks the, the previous lows. You get extreme panic, and then, voila, you all of a sudden have your buying opportunity because you have an extreme amount of stocks that are just trading well below their moving averages, particularly the 40-day moving average, where you're only having like 3 or 4% trading at or above their 40-day their moving average. And all of a sudden, you'll see the people start getting interested in buying stocks again. Now, October, November, and December, that, that took three months to play out there. Sometimes it, it takes a year, like 2008. You just never know. But in any case, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the swing trading splash zone. Guys, this, this is the place to be. This is where I am um, always talking about what I 
what I do in the market. I'm placing my trades. I'm showing them in uh, real time with alerts via email, uh, WhatsApp, text, and the chat room. Awesome place. But not only just just because of me or, or my trading stock picks, um, it's it's the community of traders in there because they're they're pointing out stuff that I'm not seeing either. They'll they'll point out a good stock that it just completely went um, under my radar. I didn't see it, and so they'll they'll bring it to my attention. And before you know it, I'm trading one of their their picks. It's a really good place. I highly recommend it. It's a, it's a um, yeah, it's just an awesome place. If you have any questions, feel free email me Ryan at SharePlanner.com. And I hope you guys have a have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to SharePlanner.com backslash Splash Zone. That's www.SharePlanner.com backslash Splash Zone. And follow me at SharePointer on Twitter and on SharePointer's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at SharePointer.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless you.